Hi, this is Welcome to Self, and I'm your host, Dr. Haley D. Quinn, fellow human, business owner, and coach for women like you who want to increase your own self-care and self-compassion, change the relationship you have with yourself and your business, and elevate your business to a new level so you can live the full and meaningful life you desire. Welcome to Self is a podcast for women business owners. It is a place where you can come and learn about the practices that will assist you as a business owner, get tips on how to engage in your business in a way that is sustainable for you, realize that you're not alone in the ways that you struggle, and have your curiosity piqued on various topics as I chat to wonderful guests and bring you solo episodes. This is a place to remember that you are human first and have different tasks in your business and different roles in your life that need your attention. And for that, you need to take care of yourself in the best way you can. This is a place of nourishment, growth, and helpful information. A place where you can learn ways to assist you and your business to thrive. Hi, and welcome to another episode and another great guest. If you enjoy this episode or any of the other episodes, I'd really love it if you would leave a rating and review. This is the best way for podcasts to reach a wider audience and get helpful information into the ears of more people. I met my next guest during our undergraduate studies many years ago, and from there we have formed a beautiful friendship and also support one another as business owners. While she studied psychology, her career took a different turn and she is a brilliant bookkeeper and a whiz when it comes to systems and strategies for business. Originally from Scotland, Donna Gilmore immigrated to Australia in 2002. She has a degree in commerce with a major in accounting and an honours degree in psychological science from Griffith University in Brisbane. She's a certified bookkeeper, BAS agent, Zero advisor, and a member of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers Australian Bookkeepers Network and Australian Accounting Technicians. Her business, Time and Space, provides end-to-end bookkeeping, vast services and business advisory services to small business owners that facilitate better financial and organisational outcomes. As well as numbers and all things organisational, Donna is passionate about the psychological, physical and energetic impact of clutter on one's mind in all areas of life, from work to family, but is particularly interested in how this affects working environments. Utilising clown technology, apps and tools, she frames her core services from the business owner's perspective, with a key focus on streamlining and efficiencies to ensure her client's business thrives. Donna is in touch with business operations at the grassroots level, and brings 30 years experience and the latest technological solutions to streamline and simplify financial and administrative processes that save time and reduce costs. I just know you're going to get a lot out of this episode. So grab yourself a cuppa and a way to take notes and enjoy the episode. It is my absolute pleasure to invite my dear friend onto the podcast. So hi, Donna. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is so lovely. You and I have been friends for such a long time and it's really, really lovely to have you join me on the pod. Oh, thank you so much, Hayley, for having me on. You know, this is my very first podcast. I feel so grateful. Um, And yeah, I just thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but you know me. Um, But I'm I'm happy to to be on and and discuss systems and processes. I love them. Fantastic. And and I'm very glad to be your first. And it's very lovely. And I will take care of you, I promise. Could we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do for your work roles? Yeah, sure. Well, I am a certified bookkeeper. I'm also a BAS agent and business consultant and run my practice from Ormiston in the Redlands. So really, you know, I love bookkeeping. I I love helping small business owners with their financial management and back-end business administration operations. So we we help across section of clients, um, across 
many different industries from Allied Health, which is one of my favourite industries to work in, um, building and construction. Um, we help clients in the farming industry, retail industry, a lot of trades, um, real estate, both residential and commercial real estate. So it's quite varied in terms of the different industries that I work in, but I love that. I love that. I love the variety. Um, I guess being a bookkeeper, you know, a lot of my, the work that we actually do is is end-to-end bookkeeping, yeah. um, bus services, um, payroll. So we do a lot of payroll and HR compliance. And, you know, I just love all the financial aspects to it. So cash flow, budgeting services, but kind of aside outside business as well like we provide consultant services that consultant services for small businesses and solopreneurs to the kind of all geared towards you know helping businesses and um, solo operators to work more effectively and efficiently um you know with the the, the idea like so that we can help them facilitate having better like financial and organizational outcomes yeah. so yeah it's um i i, I love it i i, I love you know, rolling up the sleeves and and, and working one on one and 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 actually going into businesses to to really review what's already in place and you know I just identify help them identify and obviously with my input as well but just inefficiencies in a business and like areas for like improvement. Um, you know, we help implement systems and processes and even policies um, just to really assist with like streamlining all the finance and administrative functions. Yeah, fantastic. So you, you, you've you gone into bookkeeping. I mean, you did, you did a double degree when, when we were at uni together. But have you always had an interest in sort of numbers and business? Because you did psychology as well. So what sort of took you down the path of starting your own bookkeeping business? Oh, I, I have always loved numbers. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I remember, you know, I've been... Honestly, you you'll laugh. I've been budgeting from a very very early age. I've yeah. always loved figures. I like it's just it's just something that I I've just kind of always been good at. Um, and even though like I've always been in business, you know, it's you know I, I was a buyer. You know, I was a you know a, a buyer. You know, when I started started my career, so I've always been kind of finance and administration procurement, but it's always involved numbers. Um, across the way, you know, you know, I've been an assistant accountant, I've been a finance administrator. Um, I just, I just really, really love working with figures. And even although, you know, I did a business degree, that was really the, the, the degree that I did. It was an accountant degree. I started off doing that um, and really, really enjoyed it. And and then, you know, I, I, I was, I loved being at uni. I loved learning, you know, I'm just, I'm a lifelong learner. So, you know, when the, the, the opportunity came up to do the psychology degree, I was very excited about doing that too and just combined them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, that just wasn't the path at the end of my studies. That wasn't the path that um, I took for, for a variety of, variety of reasons. I don't, I don't regret doing it, but um, I just went back to business and went, yeah. back to, went back to numbers and went back to working in finance departments. And it's just one of my strengths. Just yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love everything about it. I can see it and hear it in you. And I, I'm very glad that you chose to do the psychology degree because I got to meet a beautiful friend through that. And I love that you then realised that actually my strengths are with my numbers. That's where I feel at home. That's where I want to be. And you've gone on to build a business and you're an absolute whiz with systems and processes. Why do you think these are so important? Oh, thank you for saying that. Um Oh, I, I well, you know, everybody. Like, people will say, oh, "What are what are systems and processes?" And I think first, like I think we need to separate the two in terms of what systems and processes actually are, because they're often used. The terms systems and processes they're often used interchangeably, but they're really quite distinct from one another. Yeah. You know, I always kind of pull it back to the context of a business because systems is huge. You know, you think of systems as the, you know, the healthcare system, the schooling system, um, but I always kind of bring it back to the context of business. And I think systems, you know, it refers to like a structured and coordinated 
you know, like arrangement of your people, your processes, your resources, and your tech, your tech that and all that combined together to achieve like a specific purpose, yeah. specific business objectives or goals. You know, it really involves like the integration of various elements to create like efficient workflows and streamline operations and ensure effective management of your tasks, your information, your resources within your business. Um, it's really broad. The system is the big, it's the big thing. It's like a bookkeeping system. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but I think processes, on the other hand, you know, I think, I think they 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 typically focus on the how. It's like a yeah. series of tasks or steps that need to be followed to achieve whatever that outcome is. Like they yeah. they kind of occur in a linear linear order. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a really good quote which I think just really nails systems I don't know I think Michael I think his name's Michael Gerber Gerber I think he wrote that book The E-Myth Revisited have you read that I haven't read it but I've heard of it yeah he's a huge systems guy huge and I love his quote it's just it's just some sums it up for me and what he says when in, in, in particular to business you've got to organize around your business functions not your people yeah. You build your systems, you own a business, the, the owner builds their own systems within each of your business functions. Yeah. So you let the systems run the business and the people run the systems. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, you know, I think it goes, goes on to say like people come and go, but the systems yeah. remain constant. So yeah. I really, I think that really sums it up. Like I have I've worked you know, and you know, not even just through my own career working for different companies, but running my own practice now and 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 being able to actually work alongside business owners and actually go in, you know, go in on site and see how the business is operating. And you'd be surprised, you know. Like I I worked um I worked for Veolia um Waterfront for many, many, many years and I I, I really loved that job I could heaps of experience for that job like I was assistant accountant I was an office manager um you know I looked after some admin staff on all the different sites and we have a we had a wonderful leader in there he was amazing I'll never ever forget him um and I was always you know I'm always trying to improve things and you know um it's just something that I just naturally want to do I hate waste I hate time waste if there's a quicker and more efficient way to do it it's like my brain is geared to find it yeah. And I remember him saying, you know, you've kind of got a natural flair for this because, you know, I used to actually do like the monthly claim. It was a huge claim. It's not just like a couple of hundred, it was millions of dollars. So there was a whole system behind that. And I said, no, there's certain areas within this that can be really sped up. But, you know, we're quite inefficient in the system. Um, and I always remember him saying, you know, regarding systems and processes and, and how much he thought they were so important for businesses. But, um he says they're actually systems and processes that he said they're quite they're, they're they're actually easy to implement they're easy to come up with but it's actually getting your staff to follow them that is the hardest part and that always again I've seen that I've seen companies that have got really good systems and the staff just don't follow them I think that's mm. the, kind of the biggest issue with systems but mm. um I think they're really important. They're really everybody in the in the company needs or the business needs systems. They're really important. So what would you say are the biggest advantages of having systems in place? And what might be some of the pitfalls if you didn't have them? Oh, there's lots. There's lots of advantages. One for me, I'm gonna take you back, Haley. <laughs> when did when were we at school? When were we at uni? What how many years ago was that? Hang on. I'll look at my degree. <laughs> When did we? When did I graduate? Um, would it have been fifteen years ago? At least, yeah. At least, at least. more than I, I was thinking about it the other day, and and my boy was very little. Um, so I started in two thousand and three. So depending what year I was in, yeah, when we met. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, many many years ago. It was at least that <laughs> now. You know, you really introduced me to mnemonics, right? <laughs> and honestly, I probably, to be really, really, I probably wouldn't have gotten the grades that I got if it wasn't for mnemonics. 
So um, just for people listening, mnemonics is a way of actually remembering content. Um, and Donna and I used to have a lot of fun and a lot of laughs with me coming up with the, with the most ridiculous sayings to remember things <laughs> that we had to work on in our exams. <laughs> and, you know, and I bet, Hayley, with your brilliant memory, you probably remember some of them, but that's for another another time. But if you think about systems, I always like, I, I, I don't know where I saw this, but it was brilliant and it really reminded you me of you. But if you actually write out the word system, so you've got your S, your Y, your S, your T, your E, your M, your S. And I saw it on Instagram somewhere and it said system. So it's got systems, save, you, space, time, energy, money, and from feeling stress. And I thought that was brilliant. It's oh, really that. good. And I, and I always go back to it. Yeah. But I think I think for me the biggest advantage for for businesses is the save your time and money. Yeah, you know you design them, you design them to to eliminate unnecessary steps, and you know you design them so that you're reducing like duplication of efforts. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one of the biggest ones for me yeah. and I'm really huge on being organized in businesses you know I, I just the time that you can waste if you're not organized it's just it's just very very costly to businesses yeah. um so I think systems really allow you to like they foster being organized in your business yeah. you know they they provide a kind of like a like a framework, like a structured framework and, and and process that and processes that help, you know, the business owner, the company, the staff, individuals in your company, like they manage everything that they've got to do, you know, whatever that is, the tasks, they yeah. that they help you manage your information and your your resources. Um you know, who doesn't, I think... want to, who doesn't want to save time and money? And I was just thinking as well, even if you don't have staff, I mean, if you're if you're a solo operator, I mean, saving yourself time is going to be so important, isn't it? And and also helping prevent burnout. Oh, of course, of course, you need them. You know, you, you need them if you're 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 a sole operator. You you need. You know, I use them everywhere. I use I use them in my life. Yeah. And, you know, we're all busy. Um, but, I, you know, I, I guess going back to, you know, the, the importance of them as well, they really facilitate efficiency and consistency in your business. Yeah. When you've got, you know, you've all got different tasks. We all, we all do. We're all in different industries and have different tasks. But when, when you've got your tasks and they're getting carried out and they're following whatever established systems are in place, you know, the end result is predictable. You know, it's to your standards, to high standard. You know, they, they facilitate growth in your business. Yeah. You know, you, even if you if you are a sole operator and you've got really good systems and processes in your business and you get to a point where you want to grow your business, you want to take on more staff, you want to um, provide more services or whatever that is, um, you know, well-defined systems and systems and processes are scalable. It yeah. helps to make things easier for your business to grow. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You can delegate things, you know, they allow for, 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 de for delegation. But I think, you know, going back to some more, I guess, why they're really important, I think. And this is huge. It's for me anyway, they reduce stress. You know, they increase clarity in your business. You know, business can be hard. It can be stressful. And if you... You know, you're coming up to work and you, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You've got everything everywhere. You don't know where to start. It's it really makes it hard for not only you, but if you're, you're taking on staff to understand how they need to perform their tasks. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that clarity and that reduced stress, it really promotes like a, like an organized and calm working environment. Yeah, I think you make some really good points there. I, I can attest to that with the, the systems in place. I've just recently employed the wonderful Ruby and she's doing a lot of the back end on the on the podcast. And I have that all set out of exactly how that has to be done. So it was a case of giving her the document and saying, OK, let's just sit together and go through this once. And now she just she's just able to do that because there is a very um, consistent system in place for how this needs to be done. And I'm sort of looking at, okay, where else 
does that need to happen so I can delegate other jobs as well? But that sense of don't start with overwhelm, if you've got no systems in place, you're kind of starting from a place of overwhelm, aren't you? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, there's certain they can be so changeable over time too. When I was working for different companies over the years and, you know, some of them had quite good systems, but um, you can do, be doing your job and think, no, this can be done, this can be done better. And yeah, then you just implement other systems or you might have a systems in pl- system in place that work really well, but tech comes along and changes things and, um, you know, you can just improve that system. But but I think ultimately as well, systems are just really good for your customers. They're good for your clients. Yeah. Um, you know, consistent delivery of services or products or whatever it is through well-established systems and processes. It really improves. It leads to client satisfaction and retention. Mm, you know, clients for all businesses, right? Yeah, clients know what to expect, and they can really rely on a company that can deliver consistently. You know, I use my, you know, to try and put it into context. If I use my bookkeeping and bar services practice as an example, you know, we've got. Oh, we've got weekly, fortnightly, monthly, quarterly, annual tasks. You know, we've got some clients who reconcile weekly, some reconcile fortnightly, some monthly. I'm now going to go back to weekly because I think that's just best practice. Um, But, you know, we've got some payroll clients and, you know, their payroll can be done weekly, fortnightly, sometimes all on different days. Mm. Um, You know, we've got all of our compliance requirements. We've got BAS, you know, we've got clients who we submit BAS and IES monthly and quarterly and superannuation, some monthly, some quarterly. You know, there's a whole host of annual tasks too. It's all compliance driven and date driven. Um, You know, we've got end of month tasks, you know, your bookkeeping just doesn't just you know you just don't get to the end of the quarter and everything's done hey there is actually a very systematic approach to to bookkeeping with end of month bank and credit card reconciliations and you've got to review you've got to repair you've got to lodge the bass um you know a lot of bookkeepers work within the balance sheet for most companies so we reconcile all gst loan accounts that just doesn't happen just when you just turn up to work it's very systemized it's very date driven um, and that for me, maybe when I was starting off and didn't have very many clients, I could maybe remember dates because the dates, you know, you remember when things need to be submitted. But as you grow, those deadlines, those amount of clients that you service, and it's just too much to remember. Yeah. It's just it's not practical, practicable to run your business from your head. You've just got to have good systems. Mm-hmm. Um Having them allows you to run things efficiently. Not having them could lead to actually missing whether whether it's whether you're a bookkeeper, whether you're a, a different type of service provider, could lead you to missing really important aspects of things that need to be done and deadlines that need to be met. Which, like you say, could lead to customer dissatisfaction, could lead to you losing customers, or could lead you to actually having to spend more money getting things fixed up and sorted out which isn't good oh. for anybody's business. No, yeah. no. Um, you know, we've got our own kind of bookkeeping, you're going back to systems, we've got our own um, bookkeeping system and it's just, it's a system that organises and streamlines our entire end-to-end bookkeeping processes. Yeah. You know, we, um, it's pretty structured, it's pretty precise, you know, bookkeeping's pretty, pretty precise. It's, it's just, it's, it's a best practice approach to, to bookkeeping. So my clients, always know that the records are correct and up to date and as a business owner managing a bookkeeping practice yeah. I know that the bookkeeping for my clients is done the same way every day yeah. you know I've got a particular way that I do bookkeeping you know I can't remember who who, who said this but um just just one of one of my colleagues if you put five bookkeepers in the same room and ask them how ask them all to do the same task Guarantee they're all they're all do they will all do it differently. I don't yeah. want that. I want bookkeeping done to best practice and the way that I want bookkeeping done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we use a particular kind of like software that's built into yeah. the system. It's got task templates, checklists. Yeah. Um, it, it streamlines the whole entire bookkeeping process. 
Yeah. I giggle to myself as you're talking because you say bookkeeping is very precise, but I talk to so many women business owners where their bookkeeping is not precise. In fact, their bookkeeping stresses them out immensely. They hate it. They don't like numbers or it's just not the way their brain works. And I think, you know, either working out ways to put some systems in place or actually, like I've done with you, I don't want to do it. I do a little bit of my zero reconciling, but ultimately it's like, you are my numbers girl. I love you for it. I don't want to be thinking about all that. It's like, I'll do the things I can do. And I know I've got you to be able to say, okay, there's some notes in zero over to you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because a lot of people find it really stressful. But I'm wondering, just to move on a little bit from that is, what do you think would be some areas that might be helpful for our listeners to think about, both within their work, but also in terms of their personal admin? Like maybe some just some little key areas that they could be thinking about. These would be good areas to sort of set up some processes or systems for themselves. Um, in terms of um, bookkeeping or? I mean, you, you kind of do more than that as well, don't you? in terms of the way you think and strategize with stuff. So I know you've talked before about making sure all the all the passwords are in a place together and different sort of things where you're kind of managing kind of either work or life admin, where some of this kind of more strategic thinking could be helpful. Yeah, like I think, you know, it's a tech world these days. So yeah. I think we're really lucky to live in a time when there's so many great apps and software platforms that can really help you maximize efficiency and minimize waste in your business. Um, You know, I think some of the systems to get down pat straight away that will save you time and money immediately is just to to really look at your financial management aspects of your business. And I'm just going to be really cheeky here. Hire a bookkeeper. No, it's wise advice, I think, coming from somebody that has a bookkeeper. Yeah, if that really stresses you out, like I've got clients, Haley, that most of them, I'm end to end for them. It's a minority of clients that like to do a little bit of it themselves. I've got clients who don't even go in and look at it. They just let me deal with it. At one, it's not, it doesn't play to their strengths. Like they didn't go into business to be a bookkeeper. Yeah. You go into business and you've got all these hats to wear. You're starting up your business and, you know, bookkeeping is not a strength that a lot of people have. Mm. Um, so I would say if you can afford to outsource your bookkeeping, take that hat off. Yeah. Because the bookkeeper and the, or the bookkeeping practice, they've got it all worked out. Their system's already there. Yeah. Um, I'd say take that hat off immediately. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I like working with tech. I like the software that can really help to um, just save you time, not only in your business, but um, save you time in your personal life too. And I'll tell you what, the biggest two time sucks I have ever seen in all the businesses that I've worked with is not having a password management system. Yeah. And I mean, it's huge. I would hate to actually put a cost on it for some of the businesses that I've worked in that where you go in and the passwords are on post-it notes stuck to the the screens or they've got an Excel spreadsheet with the passwords and they've changed it so many times and it's, you know, sometimes you can't even read the password. I've seen business owners not even been able to get into their own systems because some of their staff have changed passwords. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a game changer. And it's you would think oh, having a password manager, oh, that's simple. It is simple. Just implement that. There's loads of password management systems out there. Like I use one password. I not only use it for my business, I use it for my life. Um, you think of everything that you need the password for these days yeah no I, you know just to, to give you a little bit of background i'll be be, be, be quick with this i had a client who um and, and not to say this like i kind of when she told me i thought oh goodness like she it's a beautiful beautiful client lover um she um 
I used to go in and, and do, do some on-site work with her. And I'd see her. She had her passwords all on an Excel spreadsheet. And some t- and she had a lot of traffic coming in. Yeah. She's a retail business, a lot of traffic coming in. And I'm looking and I'm seeing the Excel spreadsheet on the desk. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Look, it, it, you know, she would be maybe turned away and somebody could pick up that and all the passwords are in there. Well, she got hacked. Yeah. You know, she got hacked about um, a couple of months ago. And um, it was... You know, it really stressed her out, like yeah. to the point where she had massive anxiety over it. And she called me up and she said, "Okay, I've done. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. You know, can you come in? Can you set this up?" And listen, yeah, I, it's it's one of those jobs. It's you know, if you've not got a system in place, and when you operate a business and you've got, let's say, you've got 150 plus passwords, it's not quick to go in. It's not like a day's work. It's a few days work. Yeah. Um, and I went in there and I said, okay, I'm going to work here. I'm going to sit alongside with you because when you're updating passwords, you're having to go into the back end of systems and update yeah. them. And, um, but I implemented one password for her. I've got it all on her computer. Like she works at all of her product, like takes all Apple, iPads, iPhones. She's got multiple staff. Um, you know, I set it up in a way that only gave her staff access to the passwords that they needed. Yeah. They don't get our Excel spreadsheet with all our other passwords. They're your private and confidential information. Yeah. Um, so that is one thing that can really, really help you save time. If you like, yeah. you go into a bit, you know, you, this happened to all of us, right? We go in and we try and find the password and we put the password in and no, that's not the password. And you're like, oh, what's the password? And then you have your reset passwords. passwords. That takes time. Yeah. And time, my friend, is money. Absolutely. Can I just clarify, when you say one password, that's the name of the app, right? You're not actually using one password across everything. Like I've yeah. used various ones in the past. I've used LastPass. Don't use LastPass anymore. I've got on to, I've got a really good IT guy that I work with and he said, come off what um, LastPass and, and go on to one password. So I set everything up on one password and it's just, it's really intuitive, really intuitive. And one password's never been hacked. Last pass, I'm sure they've had some kind of problem in the past. Mm. It just securely stores and manages your passwords. It's a great system to put in place. You will save time immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, another one where there's just huge waste in is just your documents, your digital filing and your doc- document management systems. There's lots of cloud storage systems out there. Like I use OneDrive. I use it for business. I use it for life information. Yeah. There's Google Drive, Dropbox. that um, really helps you to store and organize all your docs. I do all my photos, all files, like everything that you really need in your day-to-day operations so that you're, you're not having to waste time, you know, navigating different systems and locations to find what you're looking for. Like how soul-destroying is that? You're trying to find a document. You don't know where you've put it. You know, I'm fairly structured and, and organized that way with my docs. Yeah. I think I read it was an Australian study, so don't quote me, I can't remember who who did it, but they 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 studied Australian businesses. And I think they said employees on average lose a half hour a day looking for documents because they just they've lost them, they've not filed them properly. And then they spend another half an hour recreating that document that they've lost. That's an hour a day. That's five hours a week. If you're working five days a week, that's nearly a whole day's work a week. Can you imagine that? Just roughly, just say you've got 40 employees um, who are on average of 40 bucks, just say 40 bucks an hour. Yeah. Just say they're losing half an hour a day. What's that? Yeah, 40 employees, $40 a day, two and a half hours a week. Two and a half hours. $40 a week. So $4,000 a week. Times that by 48. $192,000. $192,000. And I'm only being conservative here. That's only half an hour. They're having to take half an hour recreating the document. Double that. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Wow. Um, So these things, I mean, I guess... The point in this then is these systems are really important. Hey, even if it's only for yourself, if you're spending five hours a week that you could be spending seeing a client or doing something else that's going to make you some money in your business, this is really, really important stuff, isn't it? It is. 
you know, I can be pretty anal about things. You know, I even a keystroke for me. You see if I can use my reduce my keystrokes. That's time. Time is everything. It's but you know, we're 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 running businesses. We're, we've got a life. We've got kids to raise. We've got yeah. our personal life. We've got dogs to walk. We've got food to make. We've got, you know, I'll do anything to save time in my business. And everyone can do it. It's not yeah. like people say, I'm not organized. You know, I'm just not the organized type. You know, I really think you're not born with that ability. I think it can be learned. Yeah. You know, if you use the right tech, if you commit yourself to being yeah. organized, if you put systems in place in your business that facilitate that, you know, you'll get really good at it. And when you start putting it into money of what you'd lose and like you say, yeah, yeah, it's not only that staff member losing all that money and time, but that time can be used elsewhere in your business to earn your money, you know, getting you money through the door, revenue activity revenue um activities so I or think you could be two, or you could be ones. finishing yeah or you could be finishing up work earlier and going home to be with your family or going to do something that actually brings you some joy outside of work so i mean i think you know it, it's time and space and money isn't it so yes you, you run your own business you assist with your partner's business you have a parenting role as well you've got lots of different hats to wear what do you find is the biggest challenge in being a working parent? Because I think a lot of people listening are working parents. And how do you take care of yourself? Or how do you try to take care of yourself? Um, yes, try. <laughs> uh, it's challenging. And it's always a work in progress for me. You know, I think I think the biggest challenge for me always comes back to you know just finding a really healthy balance between work family and self and people say oh there's no such thing it's a myth work-life balance but um you know I think juggling everything can be really demanding and I don't always get it right and I'm still really trying to find that sweet spot but it's it's hard um you know I think running running a business really requires a lot of your time and a lot of commitment that um you know and I've chosen this for myself I've chosen to 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 run my own business so that that's with me but you know sometimes you just don't get to clock off at five you know when you're and especially when you're in that building phase and you're really trying to um you know make your business work better but um you know I, I, I love being a business owner um all of that sometimes I now I know this is it doesn't doesn't sound good, but I, I sometimes I don't prioritize self-care. I have in the past been quite notoriously bad at this, but I am improving because I really realize, you know, you've self-care, you know, it's it's really different for all of us. You know, we all know intellectually that we've got to eat well, we've got to exercise, we've got to get enough sleep. It's essential for overall health, the well-being. Um, you know, and that's, you know, I really try to to always get that get get that right. Um, but I also like to incorporate other self-care activities into my life that fill my cup yeah. um, and that restore me. You know, you, you know me, Haley. I'm, I'm I'm introverted. I'm actually really quiet and quite shy. Um, so relaxation for me is is really being able to carve out time for me. Yeah. And I don't mean this to sound selfish. I love my family. I love spending time with my family. I've got a beautiful son. You know, I've got a lovely partner. We love to go away and, and camp and do all those family things. You know, at the end of the year, we always take a two-year break. But I need time for me. I need I'm, I need that kind of those solitary activities. And sometimes, I, you know, I love getting away with my friends too. Um, you know, I love doing solitary things. I, you know, I love just being sitting in, whether it's something simple like reading a book or or just being able to go to the shops and you're not getting rushed. Oh, can we go now? Like, yeah. you know, just all those things that that really, um, I guess, um, really fill my cup, my cup up, and uh, and restore my energy. Yeah, you know, fantastic. But but I don't always get it right. I don't, but. Um, you're a human I'm getting being, better. Right? I really yeah. am getting better. 
And I think I think the work life balance can be a tricky kind of phrase that we use. I think it's more of a blend of what we have to do. I don't know that we find balance. Balance will kind of mean there's these two things in equal um, status. And I don't think we can do that. I think we have a blend of, you know, work, life and ourself. Mm. And people that have listened to the podcast or follow my work know that for me, I think self-care really is this this deeper, more courageous thing that we do where we're in relationship with ourselves in a very different way. And it sounds like you do, you tune into what you actually need as an individual. And yes, we need to eat well, we need to sleep well. And that's going to mean different things for different people as well. And how much other stuff we need is going to be very unique to who we are and how we operate in the world. So I think it is that thing of understanding yourself better, getting to know yourself better, certainly prioritising that where we can um, make such a difference. I know it has for me in my life and the women that I work with. So and remembering we're human, we're not always going to get it right. There's just no way in the world that we can do that. It's just doing no. the best you can, isn't it? That is very true. And I love a phrase that you use, you know, like we're human first. Yeah. Um, and I think for women as well, it's actually giving yourself permission to yeah, stop. Absolutely. Um, and I think we're all, I don't think we're all good at that. You know, we 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 serve, we, you know, we've got businesses and we serve our clients, we serve our family. You know, I know sometimes I've really put myself to the back burner and even the little things like, you know, in the mornings, you know, I've got a, got a, got a 12-year-old, got, got to get him out the door, got to, you know, he's getting better at it now, but got to get his lunch prepared. And um, there's something I've started doing now. I've kind of reversed that. Yeah. I get myself ready first mm. now. And I prepare my lunch first. And then, you know, I'm getting, body is, I'm getting good at starting to, you know, organize all his lunch. Anyway, I've still got to put, you know, he likes me making sandwiches and things like that. But, you know, previously, I would sometimes be running to work. And because I've been looking after everybody else, I've forgotten about myself. I don't do that anymore. It's like I've got to, my cup, I've, I've, I've got to, look after myself too so that's why I just I I know I just go no I need time out I need time away I need to to look after myself yeah yeah well as you know I'm extremely passionate about helping women find sustainable ways of living and working so that you can have a thriving business and that you're thriving yourself you're not giving everything to everybody else and then you've got nothing left for yourself because I think when that happens his business isn't fun at all it's just really hard work no it's not it's not it's just I've always felt there's a book can't remember the author it's called it's called the the Russian women's syndrome and that was me it really was me running about trying to get everything done like you know and I thought no I can't I can't do this anymore like yeah. quite an anxious person as it is like it was you know, it was making me more anxious you know you've yeah. got to just yeah. decompress a little bit and 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 really carve out that time for yourself so important and I am you know I am getting better at it so yeah. um, greatest good. life dr- greatest life hack slow down slow down yeah. your breath and let your wisdom emerge yes that's beautiful I love that I love yeah. that so if you were starting your business from scratch again tomorrow, is there anything that you'd do differently? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, listen, I, I loved, I'll tell you, I, I loved opening my business. It was so exciting. Um, even though the challenges that come with opening a business, you know, we've got to wear all these hats. And they don't always play to our strengths. For me, I think I was quite fortunate because, you know, my background is finance administration. Yeah. administration. I've done that all, nearly all my working life, I guess. So that side of the business was relatively easy for me. Like I knew bookkeeping, I knew compliance, I knew software, I knew how to streamline and organize my business. Um, but other areas like marketing, IT, growth, um, you know, how to actually be a business owner, they were challenging for me. I spent way too much time trying to figure 
all those areas out by myself. And I still haven't got it all worked out. You know, I'm not sitting here, I was, you know, I've, I, everything is fantastic. You know, I'm still in my own way trying to be a business owner um, and not work so much in the business. Um, but I think one thing for me, I probably wish I would have done um, is engage a business coach. Yeah. Or enrolled in a coaching program that was really specific to running a bookkeeping business. Yeah. Because the amount of time that I've actually put into my business um, and made so many mistakes and, um, you know, I've, I've had taken the time and made that investment, um, I probably would be a lot further on it than I am right now. You know, I'm happy where I am right now. You know, I, I believe in having a sustainable practice. Um, but, yeah, I probably would have done that. Like, I knew I had the technical knowledge and experience. I knew that I was driven. And I knew that I always wanted to run my business. But I struggled trying to do it all. I really did struggle. And areas that I really knew nothing about and should have just stayed well clear from, you know, uh, this is embarrassing, but I spent countless hours tinkering away with my website, coming up with copy. I the amount of time that I just, you know, looked at my logo and went, no, don't, I don't like this logo. Oh, I don't like the colours. Like creating that website huh, was horrendous. You know, I even took a mini course on Squarespace. Yeah. I was never happy with it. It just was not my strength. You know, I eventually, as the income started to come in, my business, you know, I just made the investment and, and got this amazing web designer who did all of that for me, you know, and and she really just did produce all my branding and, you know, I'm happy with that. But yeah. I think it's really, it's it's an investment engaging someone um, or a program or a coach to, to really help facilitate and get a real good kickstart um, to your to your business. Mm. Um, you know, don't feel that you've got to do it all by yourself. You've got to reach out. You know, that's my biggest advice. I, I just, you know, I don't like asking for help. Yeah. It's just, you know, I just I try and figure it. I try and figure it all out myself, um, and that's something that I've really had to like relinquish. Um, because we all need help in different different ways. We've all got our our, our unique skill set um but other areas I, I i i just kind of out outsource it now because I, I don't have the time to tinker away it stresses me out when i don't know what i'm doing um yeah rather just someone else help me look i think you make some really good points i i've worked with business coaches for a number of years now and find that really helpful obviously i work as a business coach and i love helping other women um, work with that but I think having somebody to talk about ideas and look at your blocks as well yeah one thing I'm going to say which might people might find a bit prickly but you know how you're saying like you're tinkering with your logo and you're tinkering with the website I think there's tasks as business owners particularly as women that we spend all this time one because we don't like asking for help we find that hard but also some of that stuff can actually stop us stepping into our power and actually running our businesses properly. It gives us this, oh, I am doing something that needs to happen in my business. Oh, I, I am busy. Oh, I'm working hard. But it, I think part of it as well is it's an easier place because it helps keep you small. And I think as yeah. women, we have been taught, don't take up space, don't have a voice, certainly don't be successful, powerful and make money. So I think some of that happens for women. And when we outsource, we make space and then it's like, okay, well, there's space now. I need to be doing the things that are going to move my business forward. Oh, I love that, Hayley. That is so true. Mm. You know, we do keep ourselves in a safe space. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's like, you know, it's like imposter syndrome as well, isn't it? It all goes kind of goes back to that. Um, no, I really, really love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I've actually got an episode on imposter syndrome that was a couple of episodes ago and another one coming up in another few episodes because I think that is such a big topic. I actually had two different women on talking about imposter syndrome. So um, go back and listen to that one or listen out for the next one that's coming as well. Yes, because these I things do. I think are really important. And think about this for a moment and I invite the audience to think about this for a moment. Is it easier 
for you to be tinkering with a task and telling yourself, oh, I'm not very good at this. This is quite hard. This isn't really my strength. Or is it easier to stand out in public and say, I am really good at this. This is my strength and you need me to come and help you do that. Now, my guess is a lot of people would find it easier to be sitting there telling themselves they're not very good at something. Yes. Yes, that's right. We have to be so aware of what is going on in these tricky minds and thinking about what is it about my own history that helps me make sense of why I struggle with some areas of my business. And then do your best to reach out and get support for that. Yeah, that's beautiful, Haley. Really, really nice. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. You know, I still have tough moments. I still have those moments where you start questioning yourself, you start questioning your ability or you just think, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to help that client. That's too hard or that's probably some for someone that's a little bit more experienced than me. And, you know, during those times, I, I really start to, you know, to challenge myself now and, and yeah. really put myself in that space and go, no, I've got to really remind myself, no, you know what you are doing, Donna. Yeah. You know that you can help this client. So just put your big girl pants on and go and do your stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I still have those moments. I do. I think we Absolutely. all do. We're human first. Absolutely. And I think as your business grows, every time you get to a growth edge, Along comes the discomfort and the questioning and the self-doubt because you're about to hit a growth edge. Yes. So you've got comfortable with where you're at and who you're helping and what you can do. And then your business starts to grow or it might pivot or evolve in some way. And then there's this thing again of like, oh, but am I okay for this next bit? I mean, I think that happens to all of us. I I think if you spoke to some of the most successful people out there, they would say the same. Yes. You know? I think running your business isn't just about growing a business. It's about growing yourself as a human being as well. Oh, absolutely. The amount of growth that I feel that I have gone through in all these years, and I'm still growing, and I I, I love growth, but, you know, you just, I'm not where I was two years ago, mindset-wise, you know, business growth. Like, I'm always, I just think it's always good as much as, as uncomfortable as it is You've got to challenge yourself. You've got to put yourself in those challenging, whatever space that is. You know, I had one client recently, I'll very quickly say this, and and I didn't really want to take the client on initially because sometimes you just get a bit of a feeling, but, you know, she was actually, she was quite desperate. And in the end, I just I, I, I thought, you know, I feel a bit sorry for her. I, I, I can probably help her. and But it was an on-site job, which I don't do a lot of, but, and, there was just parts of it that I just wasn't quite sure about. But then I thought, no, go in. You can help her. And, I went in, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's been wonderful. I've really, I came out of that thinking, you know, you, you very nearly said no to that client for whatever reason that was, that I, because I was personally feeling something myself about my confidence or ability. Um, but here you are, you've gone in there. You've been able to really help this client. That client is so grateful for you now. Um, and you're still working with that client now and you're still helping. And um, so I think go for it. You know, it might you might be nervous to begin with, but always back yourself. Always back yourself. That's what my husband's always said to me. Just back yourself, Haley. Back yourself. So if you could meet your 80-year-old self, this is one of my favourite questions I ask everybody. If you could meet your 80-year-old self, what do you think she'd say to you? That is a really emotional question, Heidi. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, my God, I think you're going to make me cry asking that. Um it happens on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God, Haley, that is so emotional. Um, yeah. I think... I think first of all, she would say, get on you. Mm. Get on you for all of your achievements in life and for always backing yourself. Um, I think she, she would encourage me to live without regrets, to take risks. Um, and to always try and make decisions 
that are aligned with my true desires. Yeah, well, that's um, so yeah. I think you know it would be there'd be a, probably a final message to to say always look after yourself yeah. um, and your health, and that your mental and physical well being will always be your biggest priority. Yeah, yeah. Very wise, your eight-year-old self. Yes. What? Hey, my goodness. <laughs> Ask me questions like that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it can be really a, a really good exercise for us to check in along the way. You know, what would my 80-year-old self say to me about this particular situation or, you know, this choice I'm about to make or how I'm going? You know, particularly when we're feeling like we're not going so well, because I think we, you know, one of the things I do in my group with women business owners is we focus on celebration as well. Because I think as women, particularly, we we don't do that. We don't shout from the rooftops when we've done something great. We don't tell people when we've got little wins or big wins. So that's something I encourage a lot. And I think when we connect with our future self, we can often connect with all that stuff, like you said, good on you for all the achievements you've had through your life. And they've been so many. I mean, I've I've been very fortunate to witness a lot of them and um, it's been a beautiful journey. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It has. So finally, if, well, finally, before I ask you the very last question, if people want to find out more about you or get in touch, where can they find you, engage with your work, make contact? I'll put um, them in the show notes as well. Yeah, just think, jump on the website. You know, there's a contact form on the website that come that comes through to me. So just the website's www.timeandspace. So that's T-I-M-E-N-S-P-A-C-E.com.au. Um, I can be emailed as well. If you want to email me at info at timeandspace.com.au um, or just call me. I can be called on my, my mobile number, so 0425-403-411. You know, I might not always get to the call straight away because, you know, I do, I get, I've got client work, you know, but I'll, I'll always get back to you. Yeah. And hopefully you have good boundaries around that. So you're not always going to reply straight away because you've got good boundaries in your business. Yes. You know, when I am in a client's file, that's where my brain is. That's where my focus is. So I don't... I, try and minimize as many interruptions as possible when I'm in the flow. Yeah. So if you were to able if you were able to give one piece of advice, what is it that you'd like our listeners to most take away from what we've talked about today? I think it'd probably be like running a business is not a science. There's not a one size fit all approach. I think find out what works for you and your style and run with that. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I think that would be would be my my biggest message. Yeah. You know, there's not there's a lot of people that say, oh, you've got to do it this way, or you've got mm. to do it that way, or you've got you don't got to do it anyway, but the way that you want to do it. Yeah. And you might need a little bit of help with that. You might need, you know, and someone coming in and, and, and maybe helping you around that. But um, it's not, a, I don't think it's a one size fits all approach. Yeah, absolutely. I'd fully agree. Donna, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sure there's lots for people to think about, lots of things they can think about in terms of what they're going to do to put some systems and processes in place for their business. Obviously, if anyone wants to reach out to you, um, I'll put the details in the show notes. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. And uh, thank you again oh, for coming on. Thank you so much, Hayley, for having me on. I am so grateful for that. It's been it's been awesome. And I was so nervous and um, I don't even feel nervous now. It's good. That's fantastic. Lovely yeah. to see you. Talk again soon. Okay. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for sharing this time with me today. I hope your time here was helpful and supportive. If there has been something in this episode that you've found helpful, I invite you to share it with another person you think might benefit. If you've benefited in any way from the podcast, please do me a favour and show my pod some love by giving it a five-star rating and review. Ratings, reviews and shares 
really help to increase awareness and reach of the podcast, meaning I can spread helpful information more widely. All reviews are welcome and much appreciated as I know they take time out of your day. If you'd like to be notified when the next episode airs, please use the link in the show notes to join my mailing list. If you have any particular topics you'd like to learn more about or guests you'd like to hear from, please reach out and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Music and editing by Nissa Ray. Thanks, Nissa. I wish you all well in your relationship with yourself and your business and may you go well and go gently.